Magneto Funky, number 19. It's Monday, May 8th, 2017. Hey, welcome. I'm Larry Winfield, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, we continue with inventor and free energy OG, Carlos F. Benitez. The music is a fresh indie mix of the psychological and the psychedelic, along with the send-in. Opening with Anatolian rockers, D. Kang. Frightened by this problem, I expect you to turn in ten. Throw money at the problem, it comes right back again. Throw armies at the problem, it's just wars we cannot win. Throw religions at the problem, still we are destined to sin. Throw TV cameras at the problem, everybody turn in at ten. Throw new products at the problem, they wind up in bargain bins. Throw equality at the problem, you dare to alienate white men. Throw lawyers at the problem, still we're confined to prison. Throw education at the problem, school roofs that should came in. Throw values at the problem, everybody has their own opinion. When I broach the subject, did I mention to men at 10?
Okay, that was a pair of new tunes. Uh, Tune In and The Sound by D. Kang, a band in the new Turkish Republic that mixes hip-hop, noise rock, industrial, tribal, world, and experimental music into stereoscopic power psychedelia. Uh, They're from the new album Rival Clans, released around Thanksgiving last year. And lest anyone claims the second piece is an endorsement of anarchy, no. The sound is dedicated to all you proud red hats who want to watch the world burn. Which bears repeating. Anyway, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, we're still in the dawn of the free energy phenomenon, looking at the work of Carlos F. Benitez a hundred years ago. In fact, his second patented system for generating power unconventionally. Uh, The patent was filed on April the 10th and made official on Christmas Eve, 1918. Uh, Its shortened number is 121561 new process for the generation of electrical energy. Now, this Benitez patent simplifies the earlier process even further in reducing the number of batteries from four to two, and it has several variations. The first uses a DC motor running off the primary battery to power an AC generator in resonance to power a transformer. And the second is to run that same input battery directly to an induction coil with an interrupter instead of using the motor and generator. Apparently, the Don Smith and Ed Gray system is like that. And by the way, I barely heard of them before. Uh, The most critical part of this system is the spark gap, and there are two ways to do that. Basic spark gap or magnetically quenched spark gap. And you're officially in the weeds. Uh, Well, anyway, the patent is very thorough for people who want to replicate the system as a proof of concept. And I believe the Friedrich video, uh, the first free energy patent is misunderstood part four, goes fully into this setup and a lot more. But, you know, there's one last thing that's still a general sticking point. Is it free energy, over unity, the ether? A lot of people have had trouble trying to come up with a more plausible explanation for this extra energy that apparently doesn't have a source, whether the device works or not. Well, try this wild speculation for the senor's work. To grossly simplify, Let's call his unique arrangement of coils, capacitors, all the electronic circuit goodies, the works, which 
imbues the electricity with a resonant kinetic quality between the primary and secondary batteries. Now, imagine the works also includes a special turbine with its own little stepper motor and a line out. The kinetic motion of the electricity, not the electricity itself, would spin the turbine and stepper, which generates its own separate, not free, energy to charge a battery or power a load. And we already use water as a metaphor for electricity. So we can call this kinetic flow or resonant kinetic flow, which is a lot less exotic than over unity or the ether. Uh, okay, uh, we'll continue this on the flip, but then we're going to go to uh, Nikola Tesla. Okay, uh, back to the stage with more new tunes, continuing with Breathe Into Me, the first song from the upcoming album Kinder Versions by Mammut, the award-winning outfit from Reykjavik, Iceland, whose music is melodic, catchy, and sometimes darker than you'd expect. They're one of my favorite all-star bands, previously featured in Sundown Lounge. Uh, the album Kind of Versions comes out on July 14th, and the tune is in English. And if you're in the UK, uh, you can catch Mammut on the 18th at the Lantern in Bristol. On the 20th, they'll be at the Great Escape in Brighton. Uh, the 22nd, Oslo in London. And the 23rd, they'll be at Hydro House in Leeds.
Okay, next up, another psychedelic punk number by New York rockers, the U.S. Americans, with more whirling, pummeling, throbbing, Dickensian intensity. Oh, they got a gig coming up June the 7th at Mexicali Live in Teaneck, New Jersey. And the tune is Playtime. Closing the set with Jewel-Eyed Judy, ooh, a Fleetwood Mac tune done by PK Jazz Collective, a psych rock, indie rock, lounge, down-tempo group based in Astrakhan, Russia. Oh, that's a city in southern Russia. It straddles the Volga River close to where it discharges into the Caspian Sea. Uh, It's from the new album Love's Secret, released December 17th last year by Southern Cities Lab, a Russian DIY and net label exploring various forms of indie rock, electronic, and avant-garde music. Jesus. 
Okay, today, the 8th, is day 91 on the 100 Days to Impeachment Countdown. Just saying. So Macron wins with 65% to Le Pen's 35, which means the last minute Boris and Natasha Okidoke via WikiLeaks didn't work. And you know, WikiLeaks, y'all are either being useful tools or co conspirators again. Well, anyway. Le Pen, she ain't going nowhere. Just like fascist assholes never go away. Because frankly, spite never sleeps. Meanwhile, stateside, instead of the usual orange invective, I have a serious concern. We keep saying P. Grabby is acting crazy and arrogant, but thing is, he's obviously, actually, clinically insane. But I believe it happened election night. See, he never intended or expected to ever actually win. He had the next 48 years plotted out with him not doing a whole lot of work and just raking Hillary over the coals. But no, the full weight of the presidency beyond the BS and hype You know, the actual job, like stopping or starting a nuclear exchange? I think that sunk in ton of bricks like and made him snap. I believe he's playing the heaviest cartoon heavy he can imagine in a desperate bid to make us kick him out before his enablers, because it ain't him, his enablers go too far or that red Coke button jams on you or something. I don't know. And what's the California Republic going to do 
when P. Grabby's gleeful minions actually break the Constitution? Yeah, I said when, not if. Will the West Coast toss out the feds, or will they go along with the Bill of Rights going bye-bye? So, if this piece is getting kind of long, that's because I'm talking shit now while I can. Because, you know, that's standard operating procedure for these mofos. No. Motherfuckers. Because you get no due respect from me. Because you, and I repeat, you want to watch the world burn all the way back to medieval America. You know, the country before the Civil War, when freedom and liberty and the having the power of life and death meant just y'all. Now, hey, we've seen now what just happened last week. Laughing at the Nazi shrimp will get you a year in the can. So I'm guessing soon felony sass mouth will be a thing. Oh, and go Colbert. <laughs> and while I'm at it, I got a few more. Uh, don't say shit to me about Obama's $400,000 speech paycheck until you talk about W's $15 million in checks from speeches. Now, it's okay if you're a Republican? No, it's never okay if you're an Obama. And I want to see maybe one or two of the comfortable Beltway media start taking umbrellas to Spicer's Daily Dumpster Fire as a visual joke. You know, piss ain't rain. And lifting the dumpster's lid would help. But anyway, uh, today, May 8th, is time to remember lost lives from World War II and World Ovarian Cancer Day. Uh, 5-9th. In 1960, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the pill as safe for birth control use. Now, it only took seven years for Margaret Sanger uh, to give Dr. Gregory Pincus $150,000. Oh, that's $1.35 million today to continue his prior research, which developed their first version of the pill. Now, the thing is the most common form of birth control used. It's about 99% effective, and it still requires a doctor's prescription, but the pill is available over-the-counter in many other countries, and I'm so sure it soon will be smuggled into red America after y'all ban it. Again, May 10th is Visak Day or Buddha Day. It represents the birth, the nirvana or enlightenment, and the parinirvana or death of Gautama Buddha and is the most significant day of the Buddhist calendar. Uh, Buddhists do a lot of youth activities and perform acts of generosity known as dana on that day around the globe. And let's see, May the 11th, in 868, the first known dated printed book was the Diamond Sutra, a Buddhist scripture printed by Wang Chie for free general distribution. Uh, the 16-foot-long scroll with six sheets of text and one with a woodcut of the Buddha with disciples and a pair of cats. Uh, it was found walled up in one of the caves of the Thousand Buddhas in Turkestan and is now in one of the great imperial centers of art detention 
a.k.a. the British Library. Let's see, May the 12th. Uh, oh, we got an event. An end-of-semester poetry reading at the CCSF Poetry for the People Club uh, from 5 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at the Ocean Campus off Phelan Avenue. Let's see. Uh, the open mic and potluck will be held in building MUB 140. Oh, well, that's a big building that's next to the big uh, city bus stop that's off of Phelan and behind the fire station. Let's see. May the 13th is World Migratory Bird Day. Uh, the 14th is Mother's Day. For y'all whose moms are still alive, you better call her when you can. In 1796, English physician Edward Jenner administered the first vaccination against smallpox to an eight-year-old boy. By 1798, the success was spreading throughout Europe and the former colonies. Meanwhile, today, a bunch of anti-vaxxers up in Minnesota have tested their conventional wisdom with some Somali refugees under their control, which allowed or encouraged the current measles outbreak that's spreading, which they, of course, had nothing to do with. Yeah, GFY. And let's see, uh, next Monday, the 15th, is Peace Officers Memorial Day and International Day of Families. And we have a poetry gig, uh, Waiting for the Bus, the Weirdo Open Mic with Len and Julie. Now that's 7 to 9 p.m. Central Daylight Time at Uncharted Books, 2630 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago. It's BYOB. And caution, this is a bookstore. The temptation to browse and buy is overwhelming. And be prepared. Oh, and uh, as long as we're here in the bookstore, uh, hold still for a second while I flip this switch. Okay, uh, just a short detour to the deep end. What if we stopped doing moon missions in public but continued in secret since the mid-70s? What if we actually have an established lunar facility built for, hey, the elite, the military? What if we already have access to the galaxy, courtesy of E.T. giving us their equivalent of a Model T that we said thank you, thank you, and reverse-engineered a long time ago? What if all this accelerated plunder and fouling of the planet's resources to squeeze every last drop of value, what if it has a purpose beyond simple, selfish greed? What if all the trillions and billions of dollars sitting offshore or in secret that the bastards have stashed just to stash it, what if all that money has been spent and is being spent on off-world infrastructure? What if the mega-corporations couldn't prove they actually have billions of dollars stashed away? Now, if you push the development of new technology in all areas to the level where it'll be a cinch to cast a depleted planet full of suckers and serfs behind, you could within a hundred years, fully launch a small select population of a few million into space, representing the best of asshole humanity. 
Yeah, it sure is loopy. But hey, there's a handful of satellites orbiting the moon right now, so it's not like we can't check. And I think that's been an ongoing thing. We are always around that moon, I think. And what if, we still speculating, what if this wreck of an administration somehow let a piece of information escape to the public? Just offhand, you got the start of a great CGI action-adventure sci-fi movie. <laughs> okay, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, uh, in grid practice, we're going to supplement Senor Benitez with Nikola Tesla's two, well, let's just call them TED Talks from the 1890s that were turned into books, and I found them as two long web pages, courtesy of 21st Century Books. Now, along with Senor Benitez's patents, the information uh, from Tesla's two demonstrations here are arguably all you'd need to start your own free energy experiment. Oh, by the way, both presentations are a detailed how-to and demonstration of Nikola Tesla's process. They read kind of like Jane Eyre, but they're easy enough to follow along with in your own mad scientist lab. Uh, the first presentation is experiments with alternate currents of high potential and high frequency delivered before the Institution of Electrical Engineers, London, February 1892. In the earlier part, he drops a lot of names like Professor William Crookes, uh, Spottiswood, J.E.H. Gordon, Holtz, Wimshurst. Now, these are almost all members of the Royal Academy of Sciences in London doing their own experiments with electricity. Uh, the second talk is on light and other high-frequency phenomena, delivered before the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia on February 1893, and again before the National Electric Light Association in St. Louis in March. These two lectures were a follow-up of sorts to the 92 presentation. Yeah, he starts out all metaphysical and mystical about the eye, uh, but then he gets into phenomena produced by electrostatic force, current, impedance, and electrical resonance, as well as experiments on light phenomena produced by high-frequency currents of high potential. In essence, these things are like Tesla's detailed lab notes. Uh, anyway, we're still not done with Senor Benitez. There's a whole thing about switches, 
what kinds, what they do, what is and ain't a switch, and which ones will cure or kill a sick battery. So that stuff comes next week. And for this week, the yada yada covers the Friedrich video, uh, Senor Benitez's inventions, and Tesla. Okay, we got one more tune, Reach for the Sky, sent in by last week's leadoff, Aranova, the indie rock band formed in the summer of 009 by singer-songwriters Christopher Cohen and Damaso Cantu. Oh, this is also a new single.
Okay, that's it for this week. Magneto Funky is a 1223 Studios joint. You can find the show and subscribe on my pod page, Facebook, Internet Archive, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. And uh, yeah, I keep forgetting, but yeah, I'm supposed to be begging for reviews and ratings. So if you like the show, uh, drop a star or a line at iTunes or my Facebook Podzine page. Uh, The show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClough. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode, Benitez Part 3, is set for Monday, May 15th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into the darkness.